Welcome to Skull Stories, presented by Cambria. Proud to be the official countertop of the Minnesota Vikings. Tonight, we're speaking with the great Greg Coleman. Well, Jay, the Vikings' 2021 playoff chances came to a freezing close at Lambeau Field as Vikings lose 37-10 to on Sunday night football. Um, we learned Friday that Kirk Cousins was not going to play due to COVID protocols. Uh, Sean Mannion was called to fill in, uh, but never really got into a groove. Let's just call it that. 22 of 36 for only 189 yards, uh, one touchdown, two sacks. You look at Dalvin Cook, only nine carries. I mean, I think, I don't know how much further we have to go, you know, than that to say that uh, Mannion was our leading rusher with 14 yards. The fact you only got nine carries for 13 yards was just kind of mind-blowing a little bit. Defensively, if they weren't going to respect the ability to throw downfield, you know, Delvin was going to get a stacked box the entire game. Yeah, and then that carried over defensively. I mean, 481 yards of offense, 307 of which came through the air, another 174-yard rushing. Um, they are averaging 6.5 yards per play. Devontae Adams, 11 receptions, 136 yards and a touchdown. Lazard, uh, six receptions, 72 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, Jones and Dillon, 139 yards rushing combined. So, you know, we did, it, 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 we, it's not only we didn't get out and execute anything, but we didn't really take away or slow down anything that they wanted to do either. No pressure on Rodgers means he's just going to sit back there and pick you apart. After the first quarter, it was only three to nothing, and you were just kind of waiting for the dam to break, and eventually it did. Up next will be the final game of the season at U.S. Bank Stadium, once again versus the Chicago Bears. The Vikings did win at Soldier Field uh, week 15, 17 to 9. It'll be interesting to see who ends up playing that game since both teams have been eliminated from the playoffs, but we can get into that in a little bit. Uh, but first, let's catch up with tonight's guest. This man has been a part of the Vikings organization both on and off off the field for over 40 years. He recently announced his retirement at the end of the season as a sideline reporter for the KFAN broadcast team, and we felt like we wanted to catch up one last time to get his final take on how this team is doing, how he's feeling, how he's winding down this chapter of his life, and opening up the next chapter. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the great Greg Coleman. Welcome to Skull Stories. Uh, this is a this is a show where we talk about the essence of the Minnesota Vikings, and I don't think there is a man out there who personifies the essence of being a Viking more than you do, my friend. And um, you are going to be missed. And yeah, I don't I, I don't even know what else to say. I'm <laughs> speechless here with this, but uh, you know, this being your last kind of your last run through. How are you feeling? What do you, you know, what do you think? Uh, I, I, you know, I hope that you are happy just, you know, getting into that next chapter of life. You always have to be okay with the decisions that you make. We've been talking about this moment for years and uh, even a couple of years ago, but and then COVID hit and you definitely don't want to, you know, go out on that note. And, and this year we thought that we would make a great run. Uh, deep into the playoffs, and it could be something special. But, you know, you have to adjust, adapt, and execute to what life gives you. Hell yeah, I'm going to miss 
the games. <laughs> I'm going to miss you guys. There's nothing like the National Football League. There's nothing like game day. There's nothing like the Minnesota Vikings. But also in life's journey, you have to look at there's more journey behind me than it is in front of me. And you have to determine what you want to do with the remaining journey that you have. And there's some there's some other things that we want to be part of our legacy and uh, you know, with the kids and the grandkids, and I still want to try and chase Eleanor around the room. Uh, we want to use the platform that we have with uh, the Black College Football Hall of Fame and support and help uh, HBCUs. There's a, an award that's going to be presented in my name, the Golden Touch Award for the top HBCU punter. Uh, we are also going to give a grant to those top punters and kickers to attend camps, uh, kicking camps, so they can hone their skills and and get better and get exposure to to coaches and scouts and and to take their game to the next level, Pete. Because people say that I opened the doors for African American punters years ago. Well, that door may have been cracked many years ago, but it's not open. Uh, we have maybe two African American punters and no African American place kickers in the National Football League. And I go back and I listen and I was I came up during the time of the conversation of the black quarterback with Doug Williams and James Jack Harris, who coincidentally are the co-founders of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, in the Warren Moons and in and, and those men in what they had to go through to prove that they belong in the National Football League. Well, that that's that's a moot point right now in terms of the position of the quarterback. But punters and kickers is still uh it's 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 a renaissance. Uh it's a I'm not going to say a travesty, but uh, not being looked at uh, in the same light as other positions uh, on the football team. So I want to shed a little light on that position to make sure that we do whatever we can do to make sure that it's it's equality for for. Uh, I don't care if you're white, black, blue, or green, right. but to get the opportunity that in and, and that's you know part of of what we want to do as well. One of the things that listeners or people don't know is how much of a mentor you have been to players for a long time. I mean, Bible studies in the hotels the night before, you know, when you told us that you were moving on, I think that was the part that I was like, man, that's going to be the hardest thing to leave behind that intimacy, the mentoring. Uh, You've got to have so many stories about the number of lives and and young men and that connection that you have with those guys on the field. That's got to be something that, um, you can absolutely take uh, with you for the rest of your life. You never count numbers. You never count lives because every life is important, regardless of whether you're a starting quarterback or a 13 offensive guard. You were put here to make a difference in the lives of people, uh, whether it's with players or coaches or staff. And that's what you do. You wake up day by day. How can I make a difference today? What gives you gratitude to let you know that the seeds that you've planted over the years have not fallen on deaf ears. You get players, coaches, staff, uh, even the sons of players that you played with. They come back many, many years later and say, hey, man, my pops told me about you. Uh, You know, I look at the Manning kids. uh, I look at Winfields uh, and, and so many others that you come across during this journey. And men come back and say, hey, uh, Coleman, I remember, man, many years ago when you told me this, when you gave me a mustard seed, when you shared with us at chapel, when we had our one-on-one in the back of the plane uh, about 
this journey called life. And, and those are the things that gives you the satisfaction. Yeah, the wins and losses are great uh, because this is a inter sports entertainment business. You got to win. And if you don't win, changes are going to be made. But during those times, uh, that's what you hang your hat on because uh, people will forget about the wins and losses and the scores of the games, but they never forget what you meant to them as a human being. I've always said you play the game to earn the respect of those you play with and against, Greg, and it doesn't end, does it? It's just, no, it's kinda, it, it just evolves, right? It, 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 and that's a great way of putting it. And, and what really, really brought this to light, Pete, is I have had a relationship with every head coach in the history of this organization, with the exception of Norm Brand Brocklin. Wow. And, you know, it goes back to Bud, to Burnsy, to Les, to Denny Green, to Tice, to Chili, to Leslie Frazier, and now Zimmer. It, it caused me to think about time. You know, and time yeah. is so precious, and it's something that we can't take for granted. And there's an expiration date in everything. So you want to make sure that you move to the next phase before that exploration date. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. Yeah. And, and this will not be the first time that we have gotten out of the boat without a life raft. But just like in that scripture, you know, when, when Peter, when, when the Lord said, Peter, if you trust me, you know, get out of the boat. I bid you to come to me. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on water. And as long as he kept his eyes on the Lord, yeah. he stayed afloat. But it's when he started to look around uh, at the circumstances and the wind blowing and all of those things, that's when he sank. So as long as we keep our eyes focused on the Lord and what he has for us, I know that we're going to be just fine. Skull Stories is presented all season long by Cambria, proud to be the official countertop of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll be back with more Skull Stories right after this. Welcome back to tonight's edition of Skull Stories. Let's get back into our conversation with the one and only Greg Coleman. Prior to just talking right now, I wasn't aware of uh, you know what you were going to be doing with the with the Black College Hall of Fame, uh, with the program, with the punters, and what you're what I mean. I'm excited for you. You've left your mark on this game in so so many ways that you can walk away with it with your head up, knowing that you're going to add even more to this National Football League. I say that I'll, I'll be dropping the mic for the Vikings broadcast, but I'll be picking up a mic in my corporate speaking uh, because again, those are lives that you can touch uh, with corporate community, uh, will continue, always continue to, to do that with ministry. So those are three pillars that will never go away. And it gives me the opportunity to really, uh, to, to really try and make an impact not only on the organization, but society as a whole. Uh, because, you know, over the last several years, a lot of things have been going pear-shaped. Uh, there have been a lot of crazy messages and messaging out there. Yeah. Just want to bring a level of calmness, you know, flip the field, so to speak. Uh, we've got to get this thing back in, in a place where we respect each other, where there's dignity, where there's honesty, and where there's respect for mankind. Uh, because this society has gone pear-shaped for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> I am so elated and looking forward to the next chapter, the next journey. Uh, you talk about what we're looking to do with HBCUs. Uh, Florida A&M, the, the college that I graduated from, has named the special team 
Special Teamer of the Year Award, uh, the Greg Coleman Award. And, and when I was inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame, I said, that's just not for me because it forced me to go back and look at the men, women, coaches, mentors, tutors who came along aside me and gave me a pat on the back, a word of encouragement or, or kicking the behind mm-hmm. to stay on track. And, and all of those people went in the hall with me. Uh, you know, my parents, my mom and dad, the lessons that I learned from them, uh, you know, my teammates. So this is not just for me. And I think I have a duty uh, to continue to shine a light uh, in dark places. And one of those dark places, I think, uh, that we talked about was the African-American punter and kicker in the National Football League. So we're going to do whatever we can uh, with that Golden Touch Award yeah. uh, to, 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 to just shine a light, man, to, to make a difference, <laughs> you know, as we continue and uh, work on that golf game. There you uh, go. You know, get that handicap a little bit lower. We've got some trips that we want to take. Uh, schedule one for Tuscany and South Africa again. And uh, she wants to go to Australia. So, you know, there's a lot of light and there's a yeah. lot of life uh, after a career. Um, so I, we, we're looking forward to the journey, Pete. Yeah, The career, it, it's not ending. It's just shifting. It's just, it's, it. just, it's, it's just shifting. You, you got it. You so. Got it. This being this being the last season, um, I just wanted to touch on kind of your thoughts. Um, we're in the exact same spot we were a year ago, but a completely different team. Um, a completely it's 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 a, a different season. And you look at where this team was a year ago and where they are today. It, to me, it's uh, only the records the same. You know, just kind of your overall thoughts on the season. My expectations coming in for this season were so high. Early on, you either develop habits of winning or you develop habits of not winning. And early on in a lot of those close close games, and I think there are 10, 11, 12 games that have come down uh, to the final play or the last drive and all of those things. Had they made a difference, had they gone a different way and resulted in wins, a lot of those close games, you would have called upon the habits and the DNA of winning. But by not creating those positive habits and winning those close games, you create a habit of not winning. This team is too doggone good, Pete, with too much talent to have the record that we have. And it's so unfortunate, as you well know, this is a business as well. And when you don't win, Bud would always say, he said, touch, I can find anybody to get off the street to come and put on a purple uniform and a helmet with horns on it. But we are called to win football games. And when you don't win football games, things change. Nobody knows what's going to happen after uh, after Sunday, uh, but there will be changes. I remember Denny Green saying, you know, great players make great plays and great games. I know Mike Tice said the same thing. Know your role accept your role, perfect your role. I have always been of the belief that in the course of a game, something's going to go wrong, mm-hmm. right? And I remember in the great teams that I played on, you have a choice to make of whether or not you're going to say to yourself, who's it going to be that's going to step up and make the play? Mm-hmm. Hence the big knockers and those guys. Or here we go again. That's a cusp that you ride, and every year you have to prove it. And that's just something that I try to protect myself from from saying that, you know, here we go again. It, it's mm-hmm. what is that magic formula? And obviously, if we knew it exactly, we'd be getting paid a lot of money to coach. But <laughs> at the same time, 
Is that not the essence of this game? It is, Pete, and it's that collective belief. And when you can depend on that man next to you doing his job, and if you lose hope, you have lost the essence of life. And every week I preach about hope and trust and belief because that's all I have to stand on, regardless to what the record is and and regardless to who's at quarterback and regardless to who's at this position. Man, if they're lined up in a purple jersey, I have to believe and trust and hope that they have that same instinct, that same DNA, that same winning attitude that I have. And when you get a collective group of men who all have that same belief, that determination, that dependency, that resiliency that's needed to win football games, that's when you become an overachiever. And that's when you can rest at night that I can depend on this man who's lining up next to me. Hey, Greg, I don't I don't know if I've ever asked you for anything, but I'm going to ask you now that you make sure that message is spread to as many ears that will listen. That's not just a game. That's just that's life, too, isn't it? It is, Pete. And and, and I don't know how much time we have left on this, but keep going. Uh, I, I want to I want to make sure that I share this. And, and this is the essence of, of what I of, of, of my DNA. And it's called to be the best. And a very dear friend of mine, Gerald Irons, who was a linebacker for the Cleveland Browns in the Los Angeles, I mean, the L.A. Raiders or Oakland Raiders. He said, uh, he said, Coleman, you inspired me to write this poem and it's called to be the best. And it said to be the best is my quest. Athletes come and athletes go. But there's something very special about being a pro. So on and on towards this goal, I'll strive while keeping my championship hopes alive. And let us not forget the day-to-day concentration, for it'll help make us the best in the nation. To be the best is my quest. Now, some may just be happy to make the Viking squad, but I'll never be satisfied until I get that Super Bowl wad. And so much happiness, I know it will bring the thrill of wearing a Super Bowl ring. To be the best is my quest. Now, everything needed I cannot mention, but I hope the things that I've said is not beyond your retention. So be the best. And that's how I try to live my life, Pete. I mean, <laughs> Love that, it. That's, that's the essence. <laughs> well, Greg, thank you very much. Um, I'm, a, I'm so excited for you in this next phase. Um, I look forward to, to seeing your work. We'll see that impact, Greg. And I look so, I, I, I just so look forward to knowing that the you know if we get some more african american kickers punters they're going to be better people too right? absolutely they're not absolutely. just going to be good on the field they are going to be strong men and good men um because they've been touched and touched by greg coleman <laughs> so keep it up man keep up expand that touch right expand that cast a wider net and good luck to you hey pete thank you so much and i really i always say that your best friend was once a total stranger So, my friend, I appreciate your friendship and and Godspeed and God bless you, man. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, Greg. Take care. A big thank you and congratulations to Greg for joining the show tonight. Everybody should give Greg a big thank you for everything that he has done on the field and in the community over the years. Uh, He will be missed moving forward. All right, let's take a look at our Northern Tool and Equipment Keys to Success. Northern Tool and Equipment brings the power with top brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln Electric, Honda, and more. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. 
The season wraps up down at U.S. Bank Stadium with the 6-10 and 10 Bears. Uh, the Bears are looking to try and leapfrog your Vikings in the standings with the victory on Sunday. How about that, Jay? This team last met in Week 15. Uh, at the time, the Bears had 19 players on, on the COVID protocol. That was one of the craziest things that I had ever seen. That list, you get a list up in the booth of who's in and who's out, and that list was almost two pages long. They were missing their uh, almost their, their entire starting secondary. Allen Robinson was out. Um, they missed both of their coordinators, and then the Bears didn't score a TD until the final play of the game, which had to be reviewed. So Andy Dalton, who had made the transition from starting to being kind of the backup, had a decent day versus uh, versus the Giants, 18 of 35, 173 yards, a TD and a pick, uh, sacked twice. Um, you know, David Montgomery continues to be another bright spot for them in the running game. The Bears defense just really dominated that one-dimensional offense that the Giants had they had zero in the way of a passing game so we're going to be a different opponent for them but that bear defense really really came to play with a fumble recovery on on their own three yard line an interception that was returned to the 20 which gave them two touchdowns early um and uh, you know they scored a safety so really 16 points in the beginning of that game all brought on by that bears defense so we're going to have our work cut out for us offensively Defensively, they're given what we had just talked about before, getting all those players back in the secondary and feeling like some of their other starters that were missing from that Week 15 game, I think, yeah, it's going to be kind of the traditional Vikings offense versus a, a stout Bears defense and just kind of see where both these teams, where their motivations are here in the final week. Yeah, and then offensively, uh, for the Bears, you got to figure out how to stop Montgomery and Mooney. You know, the, the M&Ms, right? Those, those two... Um, you know, Mooney showed up. Uh, he had a touchdown, a couple other big receptions. Um, but it's all going to come down to you know who's going to play and you know, what starters are going to make it in there. And you know, we'll uh, you know we'll we'll see that going forward. But it is extremely disappointing that this has become kind of a lost season where too many timely and costly mistakes cost us a chance at making the playoff run. Um, hard part will now begin to take place as the team will have to do some deep digging into exactly what happened instead of plan to correct what they feel needs to change going into the 2022 season. So hopefully many of you will join us down at U.S. Bank Stadium this Sunday for one last ride. But if not, be sure to join Paul Allen, Ben Lieber, Mike Musman, the great Greg Coleman and myself on the KFAN pregame show and broadcast all across the Vikings radio network. This will be our final Skull Stories for the 2021 season. So from everyone at the Vikings Entertainment Network, Jay, you've been amazing all year long, and the rest of the network and KFAN, thank you all again for joining us for another great season of Skull Stories presented by Cambria, proud to be the official countertop of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see you all again in 2022. Skull, baby.